Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. Our vision is to extend and establish the influence of the kingdom of God by equipping the saints for the work of ministry. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today I want to talk to you about something that's been on my heart since the beginning of the year. I heard the Lord clearly speaking to my heart and giving me an instruction. And the instruction was to help you, the church, develop and exercise your faith where the goodness of God is concerned. And we've heard several messages or teachings concerning the goodness of God. The reason being is that God has so much more for every single one of us than what we are presently experiencing and living with. Much more. No matter where you are in life, no matter how much of the goodness of God you've tasted and you've seen, it's important to know that God has so much more than what we currently have. Much more. Much more joy, much more love, much more blessing than we've ever experienced. And it's important that we know that. And in order for us to receive more of God, more of His presence, more of His glory, more of His goodness, we need to believe God for more. Amen? We need to stretch our faith beyond the current level that we are functioning in. Anything you stretch, it grows. Amen? One of the fundamental principles of the Bible is that whatever we receive from God is proportionate to our faith. Whatever you receive from God, it's according to the measure of faith you walk by or you exercise. You cannot receive beyond that. Amen? Well, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Did he say that? He also said in Matthew 21 and verse 22, and all things, how many things? All things. All things means all things. Not some things, but all things. Not all things, but one. All things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing. There is that word again, believing you shall receive. It would have been wonderful if Jesus omitted the believing. And he said, <laughs> and all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, you shall receive. But he didn't say that. The condition is, believing you shall receive. Do you see it? 
In Mark 11, 24, he also said again the same thing. And whatever you desire, know what God desires. Sometimes I ask people, what do you desire? Well, he says, I desire what God desires. Yeah, but what do you desire? And they come back to me, whatever God wills. What do you desire? Jesus said, whatever you desire, not whatever God desires, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe. Believe what? Believe that you receive. And you shall have. There's that word, believing again. Do you see how important it is for us to develop and exercise our faith? to a greater extent that we have been in order to walk in a greater measure of God's goodness, God's glory, and God's power. God's desire for us is not that we live below our God-given privileges. Is it? No. Jesus died so that we may have life and have it in abundance. Life with abundance is not life with worries and stresses and fears. Life with, in abundance is not living with lack and poverty and sickness and disease. Being afraid to get out of your house or while you are in your house. That's not life in abundance. That's slavery. Jesus paid a price with His precious blood that we may live above this world's bondages, thoughts, fears, stresses, worries, anxieties. So it is not the will of God that we live below our privileges, but to fulfill our full potential and to bear much fruit for His glory. That is God's desire. Ephesians 3.20 says, and I want you, when you come to church, please bring your Bibles with you. I want you to read these verses of Scripture from your own Bibles. Amen. Someone said, (laughs) I heard him the other day, and he lifted up his paper Bible, and he said, this is the Holy Bible. And then he lifted up his iPhone, and he said, this is not your holy device. (laughs) So read it from your own Bibles. Ephesians 3.20. This is God speaking to you and me. So many believers are crying out, Lord, speak to me, please. And He has already spoken. He has already delivered His Word. He has already spoken to us concerning every sphere of our lives. The Word of God says in Hebrews, God has spoken to us at sundry times through the prophets and now through His Son, through the Word of God. That God, Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according. According to what? According to the power that is at work within us. God can only do according to the level of faith that you operate in. 
And you know, so often we limit God. We limit Him through our unbelief. We limit Him through our doubts. We limit Him through the way we think. We limit Him through our fears and prejudices. Because according to the Word, that's what it says. God desires to flow through us in a greater measure than what we have seen. The power that works in us and makes all of this possible is our faith. Therefore, listen carefully, developing your faith in God's faithfulness is the most important thing you will ever do in your life. I want to say that again. If you really mean business with God, if you're serious with God, that that is the first thing you will begin to do. Develop your faith. Exercise your faith. Even in the least. This is the most important thing we will ever do, is to develop our faith. Because the Word says we live by faith. And we walk by faith. Amen? So how are we going to walk by faith if our faith is not developed? Anything you do not use, you lose. Hello? Anything you do not exercise, even in your physical body, it withers. It dries out. Amen? It weakens. Jesus called in one of his meetings in the synagogue. He pointed out to a man with a withered hand. He called him to come forward and stand in the middle of the synagogue. His hand was withered. And he said to him, stretch forth your hand. Now, naturally, how can he stretch forth his hand? It's withered. It's, It's crippled. But the moment he obeyed and acted in faith, as he stretched out his hand, his hand began to be whole. He was healed at that same hour. Many of us, all we need to do is just act on the Word of God. Just do whatever He tells you to do. No matter how impossible or illogical it seems to you, just do what He says. Amen. Some of you have desires in your heart, or the Lord has impressed in your heart certain things that He would have you do. Step out in faith and do them, and you start wondering, and you start debating, and you start rationalizing Well, what if I do this and it doesn't work out? What if, what if? Just drop the ifs and just do it. Do what the Lord told you to do. Do what He's laid on your heart to do. Amen? And Stephen, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, whatever, whatever the Lord has put on your heart, just go and do it. You don't need permission. You don't need authority. Just go and do it. Go and do something. Amen. By just sitting and, and comfortable in our, in our pews, nothing is going to happen. Jesus said, the believer. How many of you are believers? Shall lay hands on the sick. Where are the sick? They are there. And they shall recover. 
Do you believe that? No, you don't. If you believed, you would have been doing that every single day. You cannot say you believe something and not act on it. Amen? Do it. Jesus said in Luke 6.38, Give and it shall be given unto you again, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give, it will be given back to you again. How much do you believe those words? Or are you letting your natural mind and your logic talk you out of acting on the Word of God. That's faith. That's developing your faith by just doing what God said do. Amen? The faith of the believer that is developed will release him to the highest place, both spiritually and every other area of our lives and will enable him to fulfill his potential to the utmost. We will see things we have not seen before. The reason we haven't seen them is because we have not believed. We have not acted on the Word of God. We are afraid of taking a risk. We doubt. What if it doesn't work? So what? It's Jesus' reputation on the line, not yours. Hello? The word develop, because that's what we're talking about, developing your faith by exercising it. How do you develop your faith? The word develop means to bring out the capabilities or possibilities of. It also means to bring to a more advanced or effective state to cause to grow or expand. It's like develop one's muscles. How do you develop your muscles? Uh, you go to the gym every day. And what do you do? You take iron and you lift it. Every single day. You do the same thing every single day. Every single day. In a matter of a few months, you feel your muscles are. You will be able to pick up heavier things than you used to. Why? Because you've developed, you've exercised. How is our faith developed? By feeding it on God's Word because faith comes by and how does unbelief come? By hearing and hearing the world's words. Believe me, this world is baptized in unbelief. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, hearing the Word of God. So you feed your faith and then you do what? Imagine someone who sits on the couch all day feeding himself and never getting up, never exercising. What's going to happen to that person? Uh, I, I, 
I've watched some TV programs with my wife with overweight people. They weigh 600 pounds. And the doctor forces them to get out, not just to cut down on the intake, but to also exercise little by little by little. You can't just feed your faith. You're going to have to exercise it as well. That's how our faith is developed. The Word of God says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher, or in other words, the developer of our faith. Jesus is the author and the perfecter or the developer of our faith. So we got to look to Jesus constantly. How do you look to him? You can't see him in the natural. How do you look to Jesus? Amen? Jesus is the word of God. You keep the word before your eyes. And don't be distracted by anything or anyone else, words or thoughts or unbelief. You keep looking to the word. And keep acting on the word that develops your faith. What does the word? The first thing we should do in any circumstance, in any situation we find ourselves, if you want to develop your faith, is ask yourself, what does the word of God say about this? And then do it. Just do it. Mary said, you remember Jesus went to the wedding in Cana? They ran out of wine. And um, he wasn't really ready to enter into his ministry, but he was, he was rather <laughs> gently <laughs> pushed by his mother. And he said, woman, what have I to do with you? My time is not yet. But I suppose he didn't want to disappoint his mother. And um, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. If she were here today, she would still say the same thing to us. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Just do it. No excuses. No buts. Amen. How do we develop our faith? By constantly looking and running to the Lord Jesus. I want to read to you a portion of Scripture. It's not in my notes, but it's found in Matthew chapter, in, uh, sorry, John's Gospel chapter 6. And let's read together something here because I want to, I want to emphasize a point. One of the reasons why our faith is not developed is because we have other substitutes that we run to rather than running to the Lord. If you want to develop a relationship with someone, what do you do? You spend time with them. You talk to them. You listen to them. You fellowship with them. 
That's how you, you develop a relationship. Let me ask you a question. What do you do when you have a need? Who do you run to? You have a financial need. You have a physical need. Who is the person you run to first? Ask you. It's, it's important that we evaluate ourselves. The reason our faith is not developed to the extent that it should is because the world offers us substitutes that we run to, that makes it easier for us. You want something? Get it now. Why believe God for it? But if you do that, your faith will never be developed. You have a headache. What do you do? You take a tablet. Within 15 minutes, the pain is gone. For me, I don't understand this. A believer who's filled with the Holy Spirit, born of the Spirit of God, speaking with other tongues, having the power of God in them, they have a problem and they refer to the psychologist or the psychiatrist. Somehow I find it difficult to understand that. Why not go to the Word of God? The Word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, My son, my daughter, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Why? Because they are life to those that find them and health and healing to all of the flesh. So take a tablet. You're depressed. Go, they will prescribe an antidepressant for you. But if you keep doing that and keep running there, then you're not running to the Word and your faith is not going to be developed. How will it be developed if you've never exercised your faith? How will you build your faith muscles if you keep running somewhere else rather than to the Lord? There was a time in Matthew chapter 6, but for the sake of time, because I'm looking at the clock, I won't have time. You, you read it for yourselves. John chapter 6. Somewhere between 50th verse to 65 verse, Jesus is speaking about his death. And he's referring to, if you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. I am, he said, the bread of life. He who eateth me will never die. People misunderstood his words. And the word of God says that many of his disciples stopped following him from that day onwards. They were offended because they didn't understand what he was referring to. Jesus was referring to, he said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. He was speaking about our union, what we celebrate today in communion. What are we doing? We're partaking of his life. And we become partakers of His divine nature. How? By feeding on His Word and drinking of His Spirit. He that is joined unto the Lord is one Spirit. 
So many of his disciples, the Bible says, stopped following him. They left him. Despite of all that they've seen and all that they've experienced. So Jesus turns to the twelve and he says to them, Do you also want to leave? In other words, he was saying to them, there's the door. He was not holding anyone against his will. And Peter jumped up and he said, To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. You know what he was saying to the Lord? Lord, we have nowhere else to go. We've burned all of our bridges behind. We put our hand to the plow and we're not looking back. There's nothing to go back to. Have you burned all your bridges? Have you forsaken all to follow Jesus? Jeremiah in chapter 2 verse 13. God speaks through the prophet and he says, My people have committed two evils. One, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewn for themselves cisterns that are broken, that hold no water. You see, we run to the world's substitutes. The world says, you need money. Borrow. God says, you need money. Give, and it shall be given unto you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Hello? So here is the world's way. Here is God's way. God says, Behold, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you and your seed after you may live. It's your choice. Have you ever trusted God for money? Hello? Think about it. The next time you need something, why not believe God for it? Eh? I have learned when I have a need, my mind runs in the direction of a seed. I plant my seed. Why? Because I believe in the principles of God's kingdom. Seed time and harvest time. Genesis chapter 8. What does the word say in verse 22, I think? As long as the earth remains, there will always be day and night, summer and winter. Amen? Sowing and reaping. What do you need? You need love. Go love someone. Hello? You need forgiveness. Forgive someone. You need encouragement. You're down in the dumps. Get up, pick yourself up, and go and encourage someone else. Amen? Give, and it shall be given unto you. Whatever you give, you receive. Whatever you plant, you will reap. You cannot plant corn and reap wheat, can you? Why not start from where you are? In the smallest little things, trust the Lord, believe God, go to His Word, act on His Word, and see the goodness of God manifested. The favor of God revealed to you.
Get up in the morning, believe in God. The psalmist said, I had fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, I would have been a goner. I would have lost hope. I would have been discouraged unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Jesus said to Martha, Have I not said to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Believing is seeing. Amen? That's what faith is. Faith sees the invisible, believes the impossible. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. Jesus said that. Often we say nothing is impossible with God. But God said nothing shall be impossible if you believe. So I'm asking you, what are you believing God for? What are you exercising your faith for? Don't choose the easy way. That is if you want to exercise and develop your faith. Choose God's way. I would rather go to God. God, what do you say? Philippians chapter 4 says, Do not be anxious. Let's look at that verse. He says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything. How many things? Everything. Everything is everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. There's no depression there. There's no anxiety there. If you learn to do what the Word says. Be careful for nothing. What does that mean? That means take no thought or be anxious or be troubled about anything. But everything, by prayer. Go to God in prayer. Talk to Him about it. Commit your way unto the Lord. Cast your burden unto the Lord, and He will sustain you. Why are you walking around carrying that burden on your shoulders? You're not a spiritual mule. God didn't make us to carry loads and burdens. He says, cast your burden on me, and I will sustain you. But how do you do that, pastor? By faith? When the enemy brings it back into your mind, you refuse to take it. You reject it. You rebuke the enemy. Said, I've cast my burden on the Lord. My worries on the Lord. I live by faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Start praising God. He won't hang around for long. And as you do that, your faith develops. Your faith grows. But if you keep taking it, if you keep yielding to that, your faith will not develop. You will become more fearful. You will become more doubtful. You will become more anxious. You will become more worrisome. And here all the time you have the power of God living on the inside of you. God himself lives on the inside of you. And he's crying out, would you please trust me? Would you please release me? Hello. Be ye doers of the word. Not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Just go do what the Bible says do. 
That's just as simple as I can put it. That's how we develop our faith. Amen? Can you trust God? Can you trust God with your finances? Can you trust God with your body? Can you trust God with divine protection? Trust Him. Believe in Him. The Bible says He's full of goodness. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. May He give us eyes of faith so that we may see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? So I'm going to challenge you this morning. I'm challenging you to start developing your faith by practicing it and doing what God tells you to do. Begin with the little things. Because if you're unfaithful in that which is least, how can you trust Him for that which is much? If you cannot believe God to heal you of a headache, how are you going to believe God to heal you of cancer? Start with the little things. If you cannot believe God for a thousand rand, how can you believe God for 50,000 rand? Start where you are and believe God and see the goodness of the Lord in your life. Amen? We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.